to Season 2, Episode 18 of the Film Bros Championship Podcast. I am Tim, and with me is my co-host, Patrick. How you doing, buddy? Be my victim! <laughs> Candyman! I genuinely loved every time that line came up. And it happened more than a few times. It did, and every <laughs> time it delivers. Well, you know, when Tony Todd talks, you listen. That is for sure. Yeah. It's been it's crazy how young he looks in this movie too. Yeah, he's a little baby here. He's 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 got the pipes. Yeah. That like his face is so much more narrow and such too and <laughs> he's like 60 um, pounds lighter. Yeah. <laughs> but but his voice is still phenomenal at any age. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is just too much fun to enjoy. It it's probably what is like the only thing missing from the reboot so uh i watched the reboot again i started watching it too like right after yeah it came up on prime to watch next and i started doing like my like finishing my notes as i started the next one i gotta say yeah not only do i prefer nia DaCosta's Candyman, but i think it actually makes me like the original more and i really yeah. like the original more to begin with yeah so it's like, wow, the reboot is really good. It's really good. I really liked it when we saw it in theaters. Yeah. And and rewatching it while finishing my notes, I was like, man, this is still good. And I almost watched the whole thing mm. until I had to uh, go do something else. But and that's the only reason why I didn't finish. Uh, Pretty much the same boat. The Knicks came on, so I had to stop. Like, ah, oh, all right. Yeah. We'll get but back got, to you later. I did a serious dent into into yeah, about, rewatching. I'm it. about an hour in. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. I think it's this is the first time for me since it came out in theaters that I was rewatching it here. So it's been a little while, and and it's it's going down Couple easy years. on, yeah. on a rewatch. Yeah. It's going down easy on a rewatch. Yeah. So but yeah, I like how it builds on the myth, and and I think if anybody can tell, we like this movie. Oh sure, this is the second time for me too for the for the original. Because it wasn't that long ago that I watched Candyman for the first time. Really? Like, like before the reboot was your first time ever watching it? Um, I don't know if it was right before the reboot, um, but it but it is somewhat more recent to me that like I never really, you know, I knew Candyman from from a lot of the commercials for advertisements, back of comic sure. books, that kind of stuff. Um, but I really didn't get around to it till. I'm pretty positive I didn't watch it until at least until I moved into the current house that I'm in. Oh wow! Yeah. No, I I saw the original like over 20 years ago for the first time. Like when I was in college, I was just like catching up on horror movies I never got to see when I was younger. Yeah. And I was like, "Damn, this is really good." Yeah, <laughs> I I definitely watched it before the reboot. I know good. I watched it first. That's that's good. It's it, yeah. it, it helps. <laughs> it yeah, I think so. Uh so whose choice was this technique? Was this my choice? Um yeah, I think so. Okay, so let's let's get into it. Uh The Candyman, a murderous soul with a hook for a hand, is accidentally summoned to reality by a skeptic grad student researching the monster's myth. You go on IMDB again for your summaries? It's so short and sweet. You love it, don't you? I do, but I feel like you're cheating. But okay. I don't, I don't care. I mean, it's second like time in a row for you. We're going to be talking about this movie for like over an hour, so it's, it helps to like get with like Fair a enough. Fair enough. sentence Fair enough. or two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious to see this. Se- Is there more than one sequel? Yeah, there are two. Okay. I'm curious to see them. I'm sure they're not as good because I feel like this one in the reboot is so good on so many different levels and it's it's just so unique. Well, it's it's funny. He doesn't actually get a name like uh, the Daniel Robitaille name, uh, which doesn't exist in this original movie, but does get referenced in the reboot uh, until the second movie, Farewell to the Flesh. Yeah. And um, the mo- I've never seen it. Uh, the right. most interesting thing about it to me is that it's directed by Bill Condon, the guy who did like Dreamgirls and Gods and Monsters, Chicago and Kinsey. Yeah, that's quite a... And Beauty and the Beast. He's like, yeah, that guy made that? Like, that's weird. Also, it stars uh, Kiki. Uh, oh, damn. What was her? 
character name was Kiki. Uh, oh, that, yeah, that was her Cohen. Name. Kiki Cohen Nickname. from the OC. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Houston Cohen. Uh, so those two things made me interested to watch the sequel at some point, but it is not this day. So no. let's, let's get into the OG. Yeah, I guess we got to start off with uh, with our hero. So our hero is Helen Lyle, played by the absolutely gorgeous and fantastic actress Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Uh, Helen is a grad student at the University of Illinois, uh, Chicago, researching urban legends where she stumbles upon the legend of Candyman. Say his name five times while looking in a mirror, and he appears behind you and kills you. Yeah. What? Tim, what tell me your, your thoughts on Helen. Um, she's a really interesting character. I gotta say, um, she is, she's fully aware of, of like that. She's, she's, she's not treading completely new territory. (laughs) And so she's, she's got to try to make a name for herself. And her husband's already working there as a professor. So she's like trying to, 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 tread down familiar territory, but still like make a name for herself. Um, and she seems to be pushing herself pretty hard um, to do this. Yeah. There's this sense of like determination and I will succeed at any cost. Yeah. Like she's willing to take any risk to, to really blaze her own trail and, yeah. um, and to, and to her detriment. I mean, it, it's a yeah. problem for her later on. Yes. But it's 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 interesting. Like like that that's how she starts off. Like mm, she's a bit of a jerk. Like the yeah, way she's, she's going about really pushing things. her partner Bernadette pretty hard on trying to get her to come through. Um, one of her husband's coworkers and friends at dinner. She's like, "I'm gonna bury you." Yeah. Um, she she is she's ready to go. But then the movie flips and then turns her into this victim, and you see like the complexity of it all. Yeah. Of, of what she, what she's doing. And it's like, there's like the devastation of her life unraveling before her eyes to this, like what she thought was just a bullshit myth that people had invented yeah. to deal with trauma or something. And but at the same time, she was very understanding of the complexity too, of, of, um, how, you know, what, what they've done to, with redlining and what they've done to neighborhoods and how it's impacting certain neighborhoods, Yeah, which was all really interesting. So she seems pretty aware of stuff. So uh, it's it's interesting to, even though she seems so much more aware, and I'm gonna do something that other people haven't done. Um, yeah, it does blind her to when all of a sudden, yeah, it really comes back at her. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. She like it recognizes her privilege and then ignores it when it's inconvenient. Yeah. So like you know, Bernadette is saying like you know when when she discovers this uh, previous murder of this Ruby Jean. And, yeah. uh, and she gets told this by um, someone who lives in the projects of Cabrini Green. And it connects to the Candyman mythos that she was like recently stumbled upon. So she's like, oh. And she starts exploiting this woman's death, this real woman's death to further her ends. And her, her partner, Bernadette, is like, a real woman died. Like, this is messed yeah. up. And she's like, ah, it's fine. And then later on, when she's talking about like, you know, it's a real shame that like we knew, the cops knew that this guy had killed a couple of people and nobody did anything until a white woman got hurt. And it's like, yeah, hmm. she hmm. calls that out. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and and she's she's getting called out for, you know, bursting into where the murder happens and the friends like, what are you doing? Like a woman died in there. So yeah, so she's she's this interesting, she's just a really interesting character. That, yeah, that she works on this many different levels with it. Yeah, and she still has this backdrop relationship too with her husband, and right away they set up the distrust she has towards the husband. How do you, how do you think her and Trevor met? I'm wondering if she was one of his students at some That's, point. I had the exact same thought. I'm like, yeah, yo, they he never does say it though all the time. Yeah, he, he likes girls until they get complicated and start like you know being close to his equal. And he's like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, it's interesting because he's like. He's kind of a backdrop character, and it really only pops up here or there. But they lay <laughs> enough. He's busy cheating. Yeah, they lay enough of the groundwork where like they don't have to hit you head over the head with it. But it's pretty obvious that she is completely right. Like her yeah. suspicions are correct. Yeah, she nails him from like the very beginning, and he just tries to brush it off. Like, ah, it's... Yeah, basically calls her because I'm pretty positive. 
that woman he's flirting with in the class in the beginning of the movie is the one that's ended up. That yeah, no, that's Stacy. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she she caught it right away. Mm-hmm. So she's smart. She's very smart. Whip smart, smart character. One hundred percent. Uh, but like not as smart as she thinks he is. Like she's in over her head. You can tell like when she has that dinner with uh, her husband and Purcell, uh, yeah. and he's like, "Do you even know the actual story between behind Candyman?" Like I did a paper on this guy like ten years ago. Let me tell you the history, and yeah. you can tell like, "Oh, this burns her. It yeah. hurts her so bad." And because of that, she goes back to Cabrini Green alone, and that's how she ends up getting attacked. Yep. Yeah. She, cause she is a little, she's reckless. She's definitely reckless and she gets called out by, by a lot of other people. Mm. Um, but yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. She, she, as much as she is kind of being, um, you, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the right way of it because like, yeah, it's reckless. Um, maybe this is, is, is not a good thing. She's using her privilege, but she's also recognizing it. Um, but at the same time, she's like these other people that she's trying to win or uh, be on top of are not great people either. So it's like <laughs> you're kind of rooting for her as well. I um, mean, when you cast a know-it-all with a British man, an older, fat British man, it's like, right. okay, we obviously know this person is short <laughs> short-coated for arrogant. Like, yeah, we right. don't like him. And very unfortunate hair. Yeah, yeah. balding plus long. Never yeah. a great look. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works for like Ben Franklin, and that's it. <laughs> that's a good call. He definitely had the Ben Franklin look. Uh, I got to tell you, I, I love Virginia Madsen in this movie. She's I mean, great. I've never seen her be bad in anything. Yeah. Uh, but she really gets some moments to shine. Um, there's Yeah, there's a few. I, I mean, actually, it's filled, but... I really every every character she was work uh, working with I think is great, uh, but I really love the um, when she breaks out of the hospital. Yes, and yes. she comes back to, to exactly the point. Trevor's yep. there. Yeah, and man, does she cook in that scene? She is on fire. The way she goes, she's yeah, every facial expression. She's so expressive. Everything like she doesn't have to say that much dialogue, and she's expressing so much in everything. And she that, hits I love every that. emotion on her face. Yeah, and the until she sarcasm, like sarcasm, the the throwing the paint on the wall. Um, I hate the color scheme. It, it, I mean, there's there's a <laughs> yeah. lot of great deliveries from her in that scene, I, and I love it when she recognizes how scared they are of her. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "What's the matter, Trevor? Scared of something?" Yeah, and, and like, it's a call, and a call, nice callback to it at the end of the movie too, at the credits. Right. Yeah. And like, and after that, after she like realizes like how scared they are, she like kind of snaps back to reality, and like has like this like quiet breakdown of like, "Yeah, well, that's it. My life is over. You were the last thing I had left. It's yeah, it's over." And it's like, oh, what a scene. Yeah, and it, I mean it's it's interesting, man. It's really interesting, and and you can see how she gets kind of, um, you know, the Candyman is 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 saying things that start to make sense to her. Like she gets broken down little by little by it, and it's just mm-hmm. really interesting. It's, uh, much more than I I noticed probably on the first time. Uh, I didn't notice as much that I'm noticing more in the second time. But you could see it, especially in that bridge sequence. Yeah. Uh, when when she's at the bridge after that whole scene being like wow like what is there next and Candyman starts talking to her again so i mean i just it's such clear motivations from her the entire time i feel like as much as you can be like oh man you're in over your head and you're you're a bit reckless but like you always understand her motivations um, I think she's great at delivering it all. And yeah, she's really good. Also fun to look at. Don't want to sure dismiss that one entirely. I, she always is. Um, uh, I don't think she's ever been afraid to, to show skin to. And does it here? And I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. A couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I don't want to think about the first time. That one's kind of a little traumatic where she's stripping yeah, for the cop. Like this again, isn't fun. This is not fun nudity. This is sad. It's a really good scene where she's like, please let me 
clean off or something first. And like, even like when, when the shirt's coming off, you, and this is uh, some good directing and, and editing. Cause you hear how saturated yeah. her clothing is. And, and it makes her kind of get even that much more emotional and it, so it's a really well done scene. Yeah, every time she takes off a new article of clothing for the cops, it's just like it just it hurts her to take it off because of how disgusting it all is. She's covered yeah. in blood. Yeah, from that poor, poor Rottweiler. Yeah, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I know it's like another movie that you I know you like, but here we got dog death again, which is never okay for you. Thank thank you for not actually showing me the actual trauma of of the dog death. Yeah, I just saw the after effects, and I appreciate. Well, yeah, that. you just see the head. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't like that I didn't at think all. You would. <laughs> uh, but still, you know, I didn't have to see the poor pup die. I didn't have to hear the whimper, so I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, not ideal. <laughs> so what? What did you? Do you have anything else you wanted to say about Helen? Um, no, I, I, I could very easily be argued to go up in this score but i went three actually i went the same okay i'm trying my best not to uh, i i listened to us our um, one of our recent podcasts that came out I'm like i gotta stop doing beat for beat on the entire plot of the movie it's just, <laughs> it's not good for anybody no. um so just try to like try yeah, to be brief if, wa- if they watch before and they know the movie yeah but i mean sometimes they don't so sometimes i'm sure it could be helpful but yeah um i feel like we kind of got the nature of her character and, and her motivations and kind of the bright points for her. So one, one last thing I want to say, and, and like, um, and yeah, once again, I got a three, two for her, uh, is that yeah. her character is almost as interesting as the villain, which yeah. is such a rarity in horror movies it really is, you know, the, the key to making a great horror movie is to get me to care about the victims. And she is the main victim of this movie. Yeah. And well, um, that in the neighborhood and, and this movie nailed. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but she's like, She's our, our avatar for the movie, like who yeah. we're going through the experience with, and but like make me actually care about her. She's not just like some screaming moron running through the house or anything like that. For like, sure, like I find and her both interesting and I care about her. That's great. Yeah, because she is helpless. Like she gets put in trances. Like there's not much she can really do mm. in a lot of these in these situations. So you you really do feel for her. Mm. Good character, man. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just, it's probably, I don't know. There's just probably some, I don't know what, what's holding it back from going higher, to be fair. Um, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think I would have liked to have seen maybe a little more interaction between her and Trevor and like just show what, you know, the build of her. A resentment sure. towards him and her, his colleague, yeah. because when we meet her, she's already like screw those guys, and it's like yeah, all right, can I? Can, but um, other than that, maybe a little more humor because the little bit we get, she's very funny in the very like couple seconds of the movie where she's True. making fun of like a guy talking. I was like, mm, bye though. Yeah, <laughs> it's the like, only other thing I could think of is maybe a little bit more. Um, I mean, she does get kind of a heroic moment even though no one else will perceive it that way that's sad a tragedy for her. The movie. Yeah. yeah exactly no one will ever know but like maybe a little bit more of that uh throughout or something a little bit more something to cheer on about or something you know maybe maybe a little bit more win mm-hmm. um uh, here or there to 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 maybe feel that tragedy even more um, that if you know, kind of technically fails, although wins, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so Something let's, a little bit more. Let's let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this movie. Yeah, you the start villain. off with with uh, Candyman talking. <laughs> what you get? They and, will s- and, <laughs> yeah. So let's. Our villain Tony Todd plays the Candyman, and the move, like you said, the movie opens with his narration because this movie knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah, uh, that voice. Do you think that she is supposed to Helen's supposed to be reincarnation? Because it's always been you. He. It's kind of you start the movie off. That's what he's. He's here for her, 
and they even kind of go back to the mural and I almost trying to imply that, that it looks like her. It does not look like her. I was about mural. to say, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they cut off his painter's hand because it doesn't look like a great likeness of Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing. It's hard to read that. Part One of the, of the issues movie. with this movie is that there are like threads that are just like never fully untangled. Right. It's like they just. So it's like, ah. Uh, all right, and in fact, it's not until like the reboot that some of them actually like, yeah, we're just gonna like that whole like where there's at some point in this movie, uh, Helen goes into like Candyman's lair, yeah, and uh, she sees some like candy on the ground with razor blades in them. Yes, never gets talked about, never gets picked up again. It's never. not until the reboot that we talk about that. Yeah, it's like well, it, unless it's, they do it in the sequels that we don't know of. True, uh, it's very true. I don't know, but still, it's like, eh. but let's let's get back sure. into into Candyman. Um, so to, like I said, uh, Tony Todd plays the Candyman, and the movie opens with his narration. They will say I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for if not for shedding? With my hook for a hand, I'll split you from groin to gullet. And she's like, "Man, Tony Todd speaks. I listen." She's yeah. Like, Woo! And then all the bees go up and everything, and it's it is quite a start. Yeah. You know, and, and he's man, his voice is awesome. <laughs> it's so good, and. Eventually, we learn his legend uh, from Purcell, his origin story. Right. Uh, it starts in 1890. He was the son of a slave who got rich from designing a device for the mass production of shoes after the Civil War. And Candyman was sent to all the best schools and grew up in polite society. He became a great artist and was much sought after to paint portraits of the rich. He was commissioned by a wealthy landowner to capture the daughter's virginal beauty. And they, of course, fell in love and she became pregnant. The landowner paid a pack of brutal hooligans, as he says. <laughs> She's like, wow, <laughs> that's the nicest way to say a racist mob. Right. Uh, to chase Candyman to Cabrini Green, where they sawed off his right hand with a rusty blade. Then they broke into a nearby apiary and stole the honeycomb, which they then smothered over Candyman's naked body. He was then stung to death by a swarm of bees, and the mob then burned his body and spread the ashes over Cabrini Green, where he's just haunted the area for the rest of eternity. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Is is that the actual origin, or is this an entity that lives off of what people think and believe and all that kind of stuff? Especially when you get to the reboot, right? And it's well, got there's a different to tale to add to it and all that, and that's where the candy thing. Well, comes let's from. try not to conflate the two and then stick to the one I we're know, watching. But it's it's an it's an interesting thing because like because there that's, is. It brings hold on. It brings me to my point of there. There is a lot of dialogue in this movie, right? Where his big problem and why he's mad and ready to go here, right, is you've hurt his flock. You've messed with people believing in him. Yeah, which gives him like that's that's what he's about, right? And so you've messed with that, and now we have to rectify that situation. Yeah, my, my guy's got the Freddy versus Jason, Freddy Krueger problem. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? So I need people to believe again. They need a new miracle, as he calls it. Mm. Um, to And so you're going to help me do this because y- you caused this. Mm. Right? Which is the weird part because you have that, but then you also have this it's always been you thing too. So, so it's the weird Yeah, it felt like a hat in a hat. Yeah, it it it's the one. I think it's the big. If there's a takeaway, that's the problem. Yeah, that there's just too many like unexplored threads in this movie. Yeah, that needed to be. Mm. But uh, it takes 44 minutes into the movie for Candyman to actually physically appear. That's another problem. But <laughs> when he does finally appear, it's like yes. <laughs> yes, in the parking Ellen. garage. It's amazing too. This is a bad guy in this movie that frequently shows up in the daytime. Yeah. And still somehow is, is scary. And it's, I mean, it's a cool thing. It can get you at any time. It doesn't well, need to the, be night. The six, five Tony Todd is easily intimidating. That's true. He stands a full foot over Virginia Madsen, who is, <laughs> it's fascinating. I, throughout the whole movie, she is always in sensible flats. And I'm like, what does she need to be wear flats for? Tony Todd stands an entire foot above her. 
But she is walking the streets of Chicago. Come on. I mean, you want yeah. some sensible shoe. You know? No, no, that's true. That's true. I'm just saying. It's like, wow, that's funny. That I've never. That's weird. Yeah. That this woman is like that. The horror movie is not putting her into like something Heels, that shows right. off her butt. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, yeah. Even though she does get nude, she's she's rather very clothed. It's Chicago in the wintertime. It's yeah. cold. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, sure. the movie and recognize that. But totally, the you know starts going on the but Helen, and you know, I, I find it both hilarious um but also like yeah it's awesome is that Candyman is his own best hype man <laughs> it's like every time he enters a scene he's like you were not content with the story so i was obliged to come be my victim be my victim i am the writing on the wall and the whisper in the classroom without these things i am nothing now so now i must shed innocent blood come with me it's great yeah right like i just I'm not sure anyone else could have pulled this off like this. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Like I just to 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 have that kind of menace to say this stuff in a way. I mean, because I, I and again, it's I think that's this thing that might be slightly missing from the reboot. You don't have this. <laughs> you know, this is a big part of what makes this movie freaking work. Hmm. Is his menacing and the the way he can deliver these lines. Is so good. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, I don't have a lot more. Else, a lot I of it's action, I right? Because a lot of his things action in him. But uh, I, I, you know, Tony Todd is incredible, and he's always delivering these like essentially monologues. Because when every time he comes to talk to Helen, he puts her into a trance. He's like, "Yeah, you're just gonna stand there and listen and look dazed, or on the verge of passing out while I talk." Yeah, and to be fair, you know, and I don't want to tread too much on the next section, but a lot of the action and, and kills and stuff are very quick stuff. So there's not a whole lot other from like outside of that of him just kind of doing monologues and talking and such. And a lot of it is the same over and over again, hmm. just kind of reinforcing this stuff. I mean, there is a lot of like, hey, you've been abandoned. They are all going to leave you. All you have is me. Yeah, and, he always has this like Shakespearean almost way of talking that mm-hmm. just adds to the grandeur of the character. Right. It's like your death will be a tale to frighten children, to make lovers cling closer to the rapture. Come with me and be immortal. Yeah, it's quite of like you have nothing left here. I do have something to offer you. Yeah, all right? that you have left is my desire for you. Yeah. <laughs> I liked the, there was one exchange between the two of them um, before their kiss, which we'll get to later. But Mm. um, so he's carrying her. Right. And, and um, he, I think, what is he? He asks her like, are you afraid of the pain or what's beyond or something? And it's such an interesting dialogue between the two. And she's doing her whole trance kind of voice. And she's like both. And then he goes on to talk about how like, oh, the pain will be like immeasurable or something. Their deaths will be painfully exquisite, but they and their crimes will become legend. They will die in front of their eyes and give them something to be haunted by. Come with me and be immortal. Yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's great exchanges after another. Like it's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, he's Throwing bullets every time he pops on screen. Like, Ooh. it is. It's great. Could have used more of this. Um, so, yeah, my only real problem with the villain is that he's not in the movie enough. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's aces. So I gave him a four. I mean, it's okay. an iconic villain. He's he's not in it enough. And I feel like, and it kind of is a little bleed through with action. So I don't know how fair it is. But, like, there's... He's kind of got one move, and and there's not a whole lot else to go with it. So well, I blame I, that in action. That's that's my more my, my yeah, criticism is in action. That's why I said it's kind of a, it might be unfair. I went three and a half. Okay, we're not far off. Yeah, for sure. All right, well let, let's let's get into action. Yeah, we start off with Ted Raimi. Oh, you ruined it, but yeah, uh, I ruined it. <laughs> What were you going to do that I ruined? I was going to get all excited about bad boy Billy is Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi, man. Being a bad boy. Leather jacket and all. Like kind of a greaser look going on. No glasses. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, 
wait a minute, who made this movie? Is, is Sam, <laughs> Sam, did you make this movie? Like, nah. <laughs> so like the first bit of horror is Helen listening to the story of Clara and Billy. Even though Clara is dating Mike, she invites bad boy Billy over to Bone. It's like a weird Twin Peaks thing. <laughs> You're not far <laughs> off. Uh, <laughs> Clara invites Billy into her bathroom and they begin to say Candyman's name. Because, yeah, it's like, a weird turn on thing. I don't, I don't get that. Sometimes chicks are turned on by danger in horror I guess. movies. But then also tells him to leave, so I don't... Just to get him... Well, she stops him after he gets to four. He's like, no one's ever gotten to four. He's like, that's it. Stop. Go. Go downstairs and have a beer. And then when he's down there, uh, she turns off the light and says his name one more time. And boom! There he is. And we cut to bad boy Billy having a beer on the couch. And all of a sudden, the ceiling cuts open. Blood starts pouring out. Loved it. Yeah. That's such a, it, I don't think I've ever quite seen that before like that. That was a cool scene. Mm. I don't know why the floor would get cut like that, but I thought it was really cool. <laughs> that was weird too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was like, this doesn't really make sense, but I'll allow it. Yeah, exactly. I do give uh, this movie bonus points for lots of blood. Yeah. No, not shy of uh, dropping the corn syrup. Yeah. A lot of um, I, a decent jump scare with Trevor jumping into bed with Helen. It's it's a yeah. nice patience in the scene uh, with sure. her like waking up, sure that somebody's there, but then seeing no one, so she goes back to sleep, and then boom, yeah, Trevor jumps treasure, into bed. Trevor, you know, she yeah. does that whole thing, yeah, and then yeah, jumping on him, and he's clearly smashed, and she says, I think the word smashed. He says, yeah, "I'm smashed." And oh, okay, he's, he's a little horny. Yeah, yeah. So I guess he's been up late drinking with Stacy. I don't know. Yeah, trying to get with a student. Yeah. Asshole. What a jerk. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. So this, and this, the scene where Helen goes into the bathroom playground. Okay. Well, and... I mean, there's another somewhat jump scare. All right, go ahead. That I thought was slight, slightly decent, and that's when they're going to they're it they're. In Karini Green, and they're in the apartment. Cabrini and, Green. Cabrini Green, is that? Sorry. I said Karini instead of Cabrini, sorry. Um, uh, anyway, so they're about to get to her apartment where the crime scene is, and um, the the neighbor opens up the dog jumping out. That was a, uh, that one actually got me a little bit more than than Trevor on the bed. Oh, okay. To each their yeah. own. Because it's, uh, it's a very abrupt, like, loud door and dog bark that kind of was like, oh. Okay. Oh, say so I hear a dog bark and I think friend. Yeah, it was not a friendly bark, but okay. They're all friendly barks. The Rottweiler, I don't know. He just needs a hug. Uh, like we never. I don't think we ever got that poor pup's name. Shame. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, so <laughs> Helen enters the playground bathroom uh, and finds similar graffiti she saw inside the project building. Sweet to the yeah. sweet. But this time it's written in shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Helen op- opens up one of the toilets that has uh, a shit arrow pointing down to it and discovers like hundreds of bees inside. Yeah. And she quickly backs away and that's when a gang leader like carrying an ice hook uh, she- just like pops in and decides and just like, you know, you don't belong here and uh, in a long asking too many coat. questions. Yeah, no, he's wearing the long black coat. And, Although uh, we he- don't know about the black coat thing or a long coat thing. I don't think he himself has popped up yet visually. Just in that quick shot in the story. Uh, yeah. That's all we got. Um, anyway, he, he he starts beating on her and the gang holds her down for more beating. And Yeah, it's it's okay scene. It's okay. You don't really get to see much, if anything. Um, it, and it's real quick. I mean, you, you do see her having a pretty nasty uh, swollen... Eye yeah, the the, the makeup effects on that messed up eye was really good. It was. It was really good. Uh, after Helen's first encounter with the Candyman uh, in the parking garage she, garage, she passes out and wakes up to screaming. Uh, and she's back in Cabrini Green in Anne Marie's uh, bathroom, covered in yeah, blood. Covered. Uh, and I and there. It's, wait. So she goes out to find the dog head and the the what is it? A butcher knife. Yeah, yeah, no. There's yeah. a butcher's knife like hanging out by uh, the severed head of a dog. Yeah, she There's does blood the everywhere, just picking it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> but to be fair, she hears screaming from another room, so I guess she's not sure what's going on. So she thinks she's gonna go help with the, yeah. the butcher's knife. It's still stupid. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and she sees Anne Marie freaking out over uh, an empty and bloody crib. baby Anthony's yeah, crib. Very bloody. And uh, that's when Anne Marie attacks Helen and starts beating the hell out of her. And she really beats the hell out of her. She does. And Helen whacks her with the knife like once to get her to stop and then gets on top of her and tells her to stop. And that's when the cops like bust in and arrest her. Really gets her. I, I thought it was another nice effect. It looked legit when she gets uh, chopped. Yeah, yeah like, like the flesh like, like just like, pops out. Yeah. It's, like, it's good looking. Yeah. Uh, and she's immediately arrested. With good cause. Yeah. Doesn't look good. No. Uh, Helen starts going through uh, the picture she took at Cabrini Green later on and notices Candyman is behind her when she took a picture of herself in a mirror. Yeah. Uh, Helen was a little spooked and feels like something is wrong and looks around the apartment. It's like the movie takes its time. It and does. She goes to the medicine cabinet in the bathroom to get some aspirin or something. I'm not sure what. And then she takes a few more seconds like, is there something? What's going on? And then after a few beats, uh, Candyman's hook just like bursts through the back of the medicine cabinet. Like, Yeah, claws well, it's her. nice because it's one of those things you've seen a thousand times where she opens the medicine cabinet mirror, right? And, and, and normal things that you've seen in the past means as soon as you close the, the mirror, that's when you're going to see something in the or mirror. Or as soon as she opened it and it doesn't right. happen either way. It, yeah. it doesn't happen either way. So it really catches you off guard, I think. It was nice that... The medicine cabinet remains open and it just busts through the back of the medicine cabinet. Um, you know, the inside of it kind of deal and big old hook coming through. It's, it's, it's nice. I really, I really liked it. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's a good screen. Apparently it's a legitimate scare. Uh, and Virginia Madsen didn't know it was going to happen. I don't know if oh, it's really? actually true or one of those things that they yeah. just say in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so Helen runs out of the apartment screaming, uh, but Candyman is already waiting out in the hall. He's like, believe in me. Be my victim. And then she runs back into the apartment and Candyman is there too. And asks, do you believe in me? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I don't, later on, he has a little other monologue and uh, <laughs> then her partner, her uh, thesis partner, Bernadette comes by and we don't actually see her die. So I'm not even sure if include this in action. Yeah, you just hear it happen in the background. It's a body bummer. Later on. It cuts away. You do see her body and it does look pretty gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause they really did a good job of the makeup to make her look like the skin color difference. Like she is dead. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of blood and such. Uh, so I did, I did like that. So that was kind of gnarly. Hmm. Uh, so after this murder, uh, yeah. Helen gets up, arrested and committed to a psychiatric yeah. hospital. Yeah. Which uh, is a really nutty scene when he pops up again. And I love it. Or he's floating over her. He's floating she, over. She, she gets strapped into a bed, uh, yeah. in a padded room. And then all of a sudden, like he just appears like floating over. He's like, how about a kiss? <laughs> yeah. And I was, that was like, what kiss? And then yeah. I love how they're like. They the orderlies and such barge in, and she's screaming where he's he here, is. He's here. Yeah, he's here. Yeah. He's below the bed. And yeah, you yeah. see, but you see from her perspective him just floating beneath the bed, and it's such a fun look to see him just gently floating below the bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I like when they show her later, and it's another good moment for her, um, when she gets to see the video of that interaction and see that there's nothing there. Yeah, nice, it's a nice moment for her. Eventually, she, you know, they sedate her and she wakes up. And when she wakes up, she go, they take her to see Doctor Burke. Yeah. Doctor Burke is apparently a uh, witness for her defense. Yeah, uh, for the just, upcoming trial for the murder see of Bernadette if she can stand trial. Yeah, right. And <laughs> he, that's where he shows her the video. Like this is like the first day he came back in, and he's you don't see Candyman in any. Of the, yeah. excuse me, the video. Uh. And she's they like, really, they really try to make you. They wait here a bit too to really make you be like, "Oh, she maybe she is crazy and she's doing all this." It waits a tick, and you see all the the emotions in her and, and thinking yeah. about it in her head, where she's like, "Am I going crazy?" And she's like, "No, no, there's no part of me that would have actually done that to Bernadette. Nothing. There's no darkness in me that would have done that." Yeah, and she's like, "I can prove that I didn't do these things." And the doctor's like, "How?" Yeah, and then she turns into the mirror. And says uh, in the office and says Candyman five times, and then nothing happens for a couple of seconds, and then all of a sudden the doctor just starts like spitting blood, and 
Candyman just start rises up behind him, and you see him. He's just been digging his hook into his back, like bringing it all the way up. <laughs> it's nice. It's a nice moment, and I love too how um, he says something, and then he basically flies out backwards. Well, he unstraps her from the wheelchair first to make sure yeah, that she can be sure. blamed for it, and yeah. then pop. Then yeah, flies out of the window backwards. Like it looks oh. like something that is like right out of Inception. The way he just like almost gets sucked out the window backwards almost. It's great. Yeah. Or or what's that uh, other movie he did uh, where everything goes in reverse sometimes? <laughs> um, not as uh, good movie. <laughs> I forget the name of it. Shit. Tenet? Tenet? Tenet, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like something like that. But yeah. it's neat looking. It really is. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's like that, but good. Uh... <laughs> yes. Yes. So Helen escapes via the same window and goes into a neighboring room, knocks out a nurse, steals her yeah. clothes, and escapes the hospital. Convinces her to open the window and falls on her, and just her head hits the back of the, or right in the, the floor and just knocked out. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then she essentially decides, like, okay, she's going to submit to uh, Candyman in exchange for baby Anthony's life because she's got nothing else going on. Like, yeah, might as well over. save the baby, basically. Yeah. Uh, and Candyman, like, picks her up and puts her on an altar inside his, like, lair in Cabrini Green. Yeah, another and, another trance-like state. And he almost, like, begins, like, fingering her with her hook, his hook. Yeah, like, I noticed like, that. Ah, ah, that's not good. And Helen puts her hand on his chest. I'm not sure either because she's kind of into it or she wants him to stop. But that's when she yeah. got, like stungs by like she gets stung by like a bunch of bees that are like yeah. clung to her hand. And then Candyman like opens his coat to reveal like a hive inside this that's living in, <laughs> inside yeah. this mutilated corpse of a body. Yeah, and then they start coming out of his mouth, which I I'm curious how they did it. I'm I'm assuming it's a prosthetic that made it look real or what? Do you Real-y. know the details? Real bees, Real bees in his mouth? Oh, yeah. I guess with all the stingers removed, but... Nope. No? No. How? All the bees are 12 hours old. So the stingers are there, and but they're less poisonous, and they're more docile at this point. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to get into some stuff a bit later about it, but yeah, it's oh, like... Oh my gosh. They him, must him. have gotten such a payday for the second one. Him and Virginia, well, I don't know, but him and Virginia Madsen uh, to do that stuff again. Just- <laughs> uh, they went through they went through some trauma. They had to go. They okay. had to like get into the Zen state to like pretend it's not happening and everything is fine. Okay, I can't wait to hear about it. We'll we'll reconvene with that one. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But yeah, so she's like all freaked out. I mean, she they kiss with bee mouth. Yeah, and she passes out afterwards. Yeah, fair. rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So Candyman hides baby Anthony in the large wood pile it was planned for a future bonfire, and Helen goes in while uh, holding a hook she found. She can like hear the screaming of the baby while no one else can for some reason. Right. And this kid that she met earlier, Jake, sees only the hook uh, while she's going in, and gets his friends to join him in with him into burning the pile to kill Candyman. Yeah, and soon the whole community is there to to yeah. Once the in. thing is lit up, yeah, they all come and yeah. check it out. They're all chanting and let you know burn them, all that kind of stuff. Helen finds the baby, and Candyman like grabs Helen, tells her they will soon be ashes, and uh, intends for them all to die together. And Helen grabs like a burning piece of wood and stabs Candyman with it and escapes. Yeah, it was his almost clutch. like a stake. Yeah, well, it kind of was. <laughs> Yeah. And she begins crawling away to safety, and Candyman screams for Helen to come back to him. But Helen continues to try and get the baby to safety. And the it's process a great, of which by the way, leads love, to her catching on fire. Yeah, because he's smashing everything. He's mad. And 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 as he's 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 well, first he's like, ah, freaking out because he got stabbed. So things are coming collapsing. The bonfire's collapsing because he freaks out. And so things are falling on her and then he's mad that she won't come back and come back to me. So he's continuing to smash. So every once in a while you get these periodic, like the bonfire collapses more and more. And so you start to see these, these burning logs and things starting to fall on her. So she then goes right on fire. Yeah, <laughs> sure does. Uh, it's Practical fascinating that like fire. that burning steak hurts him where like when she, uh, 
stuck him with a when she first goes into his lair when she's looking to submit to the baby or whatever she finds a, a hook like hanging from a chain or whatever yeah. and stabs him with it uh and like he's like yeah okay because he's <laughs> like, oddly sleeping yeah it's a weird thing yeah but i'm wondering <laughs> if it's all part of his plan yeah i guess it's all yeah, yeah. just pl- playing with her Exactly. Anyway, it's all trying to get the followers again, right? It's all it's all like, hey, I need my congregation back, and you're going to help me do this. This this big scene is the miracle. This is what brings everybody back to me. Yeah. Um. So Helen uh, eventually gets the baby to safety, crawls uh, out, but the process of which has just left her just totally engulfed in flames. Yeah. And she, the baby's okay, but and. Candyman dies, but Helen dies too. Yeah, they 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 do come to put out the fire on her, but she's it's too late at that. Basically, the only thing that got away was her pretty face. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else is very badly burned. Yeah, yeah. All the hair is all gone, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because it's like, oh, they they put out the fire, but I mean, why wouldn't you put out a you know human on fire? And and so I was kind of weirded by the by the end there like the whole community shows up to throw this hook uh at her burial into the casket and so and especially weirded me and it's candy man's hook it's definitely yeah, because there's nails sticking you, out of it well that and it's 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 way bigger <laughs> than, than the, her hook I don't, yeah okay. all the other hooks in the movie are smaller kind of fish hooks this is a ginormous freaking hook okay um so you know it's candy man's hook so it's like, so are they, they thinking they're bare like that. She was Candyman basically. And they're, they're giving her her hook back type of deal. Or so why would the, I mean, it was just kind of weird. Cause it's like, did she save the baby? So yay. But the re the reboot, which is a different thing was kind of made it out not to be that. So I don't know. My read on it was that they, uh, and not bringing the reboot into it is that they, uh, they recognize what actually happened because yeah. they, they, they saw Candyman burning in there too. Yeah, because they, they, they do kind of show like a shot of, is, do I see a body in there? Yeah, they definitely see a, you see a body in there. Yeah, because all the bees and, and they have it. And they have his hook. Yeah. So they're like, we know what happened. We're sorry this happened. Thank you for saving the baby. Goodbye. Why, why give it, why give her the hook? I don't think it's so much giving her the hook. It's just burying both. We know what happened and we honor you. It's just weird to be honored that way hmm. by the thing that ruins your life. <laughs> um, it's, it's just, it's just weird. That's just an odd idea to me that, cause that's the way I interpreted it too, by the way, watching the first movie, but, it's, but it just weirded me out. Like, I don't understand why that would be honoring. So, cause at first like them showing up and paying respects, I get it. But then dropping the hook, I'm like, what and, and so it was a weird read so then i i was like almost thinking is did the reboot thought that was a weird read and that's why they did that kind of spin to it i don't know i don't know let's not get into conversation the reboot. yeah oh, i want to get into the reboot it's really good stop it uh <laughs> so the grief and guilt-stricken trevor yeah. is hiding in his bathroom from his girlfriend stacy who doesn't wear bras in the house which is lovely no. yeah. appreciate that yeah. Uh, an emotional Trevor says Helen's name in the mirror like five times. And Helen appears behind him, bad, very badly burned <laughs> and all in white. Yeah. And uh, she says, you know, the line she said earlier, what's the matter, Trevor? You scared of something? Yeah. And she stabs Trevor with Candyman's hook. Stacy runs to the bathroom after hearing a noise and finds Trevor's mutilated body in the tub. End of movie. End of movie. Good movie. Um, so what would you give action? Well, first off, I, I thought it was weird. I must have missed him saying Helen at least one time because I was there. I, I had to put the, su- I put the I subtitles on, and he sort of says it like almost in a whisper cry uh, okay. beforehand because I miss. I like grounded like he only said it four times. Is yeah, legend different or something. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. Okay, okay. Yeah, no, but I rewound it and put the subtitles. I'm like, okay, I just missed a Helen. That's okay, right. okay. Because I was like, wow, she she gets it four. Okay. Um, so the, yeah, that was weird. But anyway, and then man, she's, for her. they yeah. really go out of their way to make her seem awful. Like she just wants help with dinner. Oh, Stacy. <laughs> 
no, he's so trip. We'll get into no. He's clearly like, ugh, yeah, all right. Yeah, we'll get into trip. Leave me alone. Yeah, (laughs) but But anyway, what'd you give action? That's what we're getting. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I gave it a three. I gave it a two. I think Uh, that's fair. I don't. I think it's kind of dull looking for the most part when it gets into the blood. The blood is good. I think it's but all like good. It's we just don't the, see any gore, like real good gore. And I'm you like, don't. Ah. You don't really see anything, and it's always the same move. If yeah. You, you know, and and so, but like, or it's heard, it, or we hear it and don't see it, and we just right. see the after effects. I'm like, well, that sucks. But none of it is badly done. So I mean, maybe I gave it too much niceties because I like the movie so much for that. But but yeah, it, it is a little. I wish we got more that kind of stuff. For sure. So sidekicks. Uh, once again, very important. Shout out to Ted Raimi playing Bad Boy Bully. Do you give it? Okay, that I don't know if that really counts, but okay. So just a quick shout out. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I got very excited. Uh, so he got Xander Berkeley playing Helen's husband, Trevor, as semiotics professor at the University of Illinois, Chicago. Yeah. Trevor is a cheating piece of shit, and it's yep. obvious he's cheating from the moment we meet him. Right from the get-go. Uh, Helen and Coles- also kind of messes her over because she's trying to get data on the freshman um, on her for her thesis. And here he is talking about urban legends and stuff like that and kind of blowing up her data. Yeah. So some reading is like, oh, like, but I got a curriculum to follow. I was like, yeah, but you could have, you didn't have to do that then or something. Like, it just seemed like, that just seemed like a jerk move. I, I just... Imagine choosing Stacy over Virginia Madsen. I'm sorry, just insanity. It's not gonna be me. I mean, not that Stacy was a bad looking woman, but no. come on. It's so clear that this guy just like I like women uncomplicated and yeah. are just in awe of me. And the second they see me as a human being, I'm out. Yeah. I think you're right. He likes to be seen on that pedestal type of deal. Exactly. Probably why he's a professor. Gross. Yeah, exactly. We don't like him. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> yes. Uh, Cassie Lemons is stuck playing the same black best friend role she was in Silence of the Lambs. Here she plays Bernadette. Yeah, she's got some <laughs> moments where she they are able to give her a couple of lines. Yeah, but otherwise, uh, there's not a whole lot here, and it's it's a kind of a bummer. Uh, my favorite bit with her is in the car on the way to Cabrini Green for the first yeah. time. Yeah. And Bernadette is just like packing heat, as Helen calls it, like, you know, mace in a taser. And right. she's like annoyed with Helen for this dangerous plan, especially with her having them look like cops. And Helen calls says, her out for it. Yeah. Calls yeah, out she, her, her ridiculously dangerous tactics here. And she's like, I only told you to dress conservatively. And when they get to Cabrini Green, the gang downstairs immediately calls them cops. Yeah. Like basically everything she was warning about comes true. Right. And she's like, uh, a woman died. Like this is screwed up that you're using her death to further your aims here. And she's like, it's it's fine. It's fine. But, uh, and it's, it's a bummer too, that she, like she's, she's there and that you do see this fun friendship. Oh, they get younger and younger and all that right from the get go. Right. There's something really there. That's great. But then as soon as she goes back by herself, um, uh, Helen, right? She's been basically out of the movie until she dies. Yeah. Which is just a bummer. And then, of course, she dies unceremoniously. She dies off screen. Yeah. So it's just, it's a, it's a definitely drawback. And she's a good actress. So like, I she was is. In- what she's asked to do, she does insanely well. Yeah. It's just, like, she's I, just, that's it. She's uh, when not she really talks, I'm enough. paying attention, just like Tony Todd. Yes. Uh, luckily, she escaped uh, the black best friend role and became a, an accomplished director in her own right. Right. So you know, she ended up going on to do like Eve's Bayou, uh, Caveman's Valentine. Uh, she did some TV with like Luke Cage. She did Harriet, a movie I don't particularly care for, but that's more of a script issue than anything else. And uh, she did the Whitney Houston movie. It. I didn't see any of those things. So I guess I need to check out some of her work. Uh, Eve's Bayou is supposed to be like like this horror classic. Oh. Uh, I have personally never seen it. She wrote and directed that. Um, just because some of the uh, subject matter made me go, I don't know if I want to get into that. It's kind of a bummer. Uh, but enough, it's supposed to, everyone says it's a great movie. It's and, like a horror you know, version of Precious or something? Close. Ugh. 
that's always my standard. Like, I just think of Precious and how awful it made me feel. Yeah, like, when, when, once the trauma starts happening to kids and it's, like, sexual in yeah. nature, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. It's such a great movie, but I'm always, I'm always like, I, I, this is hard. This is just hard to, to get yeah. to. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, um, Vanessa Williams is Anne Marie McCoy is yeah. really good with her limited part. Yeah. Um, it really is. It shows it. She's like a nice juxtaposition of like, you're like, okay, like out of everybody living in these projects is like gang members. Like she's just right. a single mom working her butt off to try to, you know, make her baby's future bright. Right. And she's like a nice kind woman willing to help strangers. <laughs> Right. I mean, she, and she's and, rightfully, what the heck are you doing here? Yeah. But then, but it's like, hey, we're we're not, we're just from the college or university. So she ends up talking, which a lot of people won't. Mm-hmm. And she tells the whole, st- she was the one who called 911 when Ruthie Jean got murdered. She heard the whole thing happening. Yeah. And um, she displays like this quiet fear pretty brilliantly. Yeah. And she just talks about, she's like, I'm scared because he can walk through walls. And it's like, who? And it's I like, wonder it's a really if good that's scene. why I, I I feel like even if you had like a thing like this is a new dog I just got this dog or something you know what I mean like because clearly she's scared. We should have gotten more info about the dog. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, but you know what I mean. Like I, I <laughs> like it would have helped even more. But yeah. Poor pooch. Yeah. Um, and I also want to shout out Dewan Guy as Jake, as a child actor. Uh, who yeah. shows Helen around and ultimately uh, leads the bonfire and everything like that, and even saves her life by calling the cops when she gets attacked in the bathroom. Uh, yeah, really- and at, it's actually one of the bad moments for Helen's character, too, because she clearly... Manipulates abuses, him. Yeah, manipulates yeah. this kid, abuses his trust, you know? Like, as soon as he's like, I'm not scared of anything, why are you scared? And does it? It's like, oh, man, that's that's not good, Helen. That's, that's real. No, it's not. Yeah. But he gives like a really nice natural performance. Like you don't like cringe at any he of does. his line readings. And um, I agree. Really, really good child actor. Yeah. I suppose he's still acting today. I haven't seen him much, but uh, wish him all the best. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, that's all I got to say for that. I gave yeah, Psychic I a two as well. That's what I did. Yep. Two. Okay. So my final score was an 11. Oh, weird. Where did I go high? I went. I went eleven and a half. Okay. What did I give the high performance? I thought we were basically the same. Uh, you went four for villain. Oh wait, did you give something? You to were, you were higher on action. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because we were basically evened out everywhere else. So yeah, I went. Mm-hmm. Okay, I went three for action. You went two and a half. Okay. Uh, so Tony Todd negotiated a bonus for this movie. Thousand bucks every time he's stung by a bee. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. Uh, for this movie, he was stung twenty-three times. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no, it's horrible. Supposedly, over the course of playing an act, uh, the character it was only twenty-six times. So only three more stings over the course of two more movies. So wow. it got better at it. It got better, yeah. Or maybe he got more skilled at kind of knowing how to. Make sure so now while the bees are on him, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, make sure it doesn't sting him or something. Probably but, just oh like no more, no more bees in the mouth. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Does does he get to just say, or do they have to check him? I'm curious how that went. What do you mean? Like does does he just get to claim like, hey, oh, I got stung I'm, three times today, or does someone sure, have to actually have, they, be like, show me? They probably have to treat it. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Man. Um, supposedly, every time they they were done with the bees, they had to like use this like little like vacuum cleaner that was safe for the bees to like take each one off and it would be like a long process. It's like he 40, had so many bees on it. It took like 45 minutes to get the bees off of each one of them. Oh my God. And so like Virginia Madsen and Tony Todd just be like hanging out, like trying to be Zen and quiet and calm while they slowly took the bees off of them. Do you think they put like Enya or something in the background and stuff? Like what it couldn't I mean, hurt. It couldn't hurt. I don't oh know. Oh my gosh. Trying to have some polite conversation. So Virginia Madsen said that the Candyman was intended to be an African-American Dracula and thought it was appealing that African-Americans get their own Dracula. To me, this feels disrespectful to Blackula. <laughs> and 
an excellent black exploitation movie. If you've never yeah, but I guess this is, is is an original. But in her defense, uh, Blackula was an African prince that was transported to America to America, so he was, wasn't an African American. So we, we we just let this go. No, but I, I think I I think what she's trying to say is she's not. I got no actually offense of what she's trying to say. I just want more people to watch Blackula. Oh, fair, Blackula fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Candyman got positive reviews. A three-star review from Roger Ebert. Hard, hard thing for a horror movie to accomplish. Yeah, it really is. Uh, he said elements of the plot might not hold up in the clear light of day, but that didn't bother me much. What I liked was a horror movie that was scaring me with ideas and gore instead of simply with gore. Yeah, not too much gore other than just a lot of blood, but but yeah. Certainly didn't happen too much of that. But yeah. I get what he's saying. Like there, there's so much more going on with this movie. Like it, it's a pretty deep movie on multiple levels. And I, and I think that's probably why I love the reboot too. Cause it, it goes on <laughs> that more. So I'm sorry. I had to bring it up. We should have like put like a dollar jar every time you said something about the reboot. <gasps> uh, but see the reboot people. I agree. See the reboot it expands on all these ideas in better yes. ways. In my opinion. Yes. So, uh, Candyman has a bu- had a budget of six million dollars, uh, a little over thirteen point one million dollars today, and made a little over twenty five point seven million dollars worldwide, and just under fifty six and a half million gross. Uh, Candyman debuted at number four at the weekend bo- box office, losing to Under Siege in its second weekend, mm. The Last of the Mohegans in its third weekend, yeah. and The Mighty Ducks in its fourth weekend. Those are all real good movies. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> What a time to be alive. I know, 92. right? 92. Look at that. October 16th, 1992. What a weekend. <laughs> Very close to your birth, man. Look at you. Yeah, uh, yeah I was turning nine years Big old. Big time movies for you. Although days, you probably yeah. only watched like Mighty Ducks at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. We def- we had to under siege came out of VHS. Yes. Years later for Last of the Weekends. Yep. Yeah. Um. So, that's it. That's all I got. Um, did you? So you gave it eleven, right? I gave so it. So where are you yeah. putting it then? Because that's tied for you for Sleepwalkers and Hellraiser three. I'm putting it below both. Uh, okay. I know that hurt your feelings. It did a little bit, but it's okay. I I, I have to say I was a little bit. I was like, oh no, I didn't want it to be below. Um sleepwalkers but i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna give me above sleepwalkers yeah i didn't yeah. want it to be above sleepwalkers but i'm gonna i'm gonna just stay true to what what i scored it with so honor your scores is, yeah it's kind of what i went with it as much as i really did enjoy sleepwalkers quite a bit so mm-hmm. um yeah so i mean that means um two two more movies to go tim what do we watch next week well i'm just saying our our top five now is a little just not as even as it used to be um, we are going to watch because I kind of want to save a certain movie for last, so I'm going to make you pick it. Obviously, because it's the last I win one. again. I win you again. Do. It seems to keep happening. What the heck? Um, <laughs> I'm going with uh, Death Becomes Her. Let's go. Yeah, I have not seen this movie in a super long time. I think I rewatched it once, but yeah, it has been a dog's age yeah Tw- at least 20 years um sure incredible effects by zemeckis uh and uh and great performances by a bruce lot. willis goldie hawn and meryl yeah, street i think i if i remember they're all they're all sizzling they're all great great mm-hmm. effects and and i remember watching this movie young being like this is such a weird movie yeah you know it's definitely a black comedy that's like offbeat yeah <laughs> and i don't know if i completely understood it but i remember watching I, it being fascinated no matter what i mean let's say it came out on vhs the following year and you watched it which i think we all did as a family yeah. so well, you mom been, goldie haunt obsessed makes sense you would have been like seven years old Probably. so yeah that's fair yeah you wouldn't quite. It's just, it. it's just real fascinating. And so, yeah, I, I'm probably, I probably seen it a whole bunch. Um, but, and then it stopped at a, at an age. So I am really fascinated to, to revisit. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Same. 
Is it um where is it streaming? Is it streaming or is it not streaming? It's on Freevee. Oh, no kidding. That's what it says. Nice. Freevee. Cool. So that means ads though, right? Yes. Uh, I'd have to rent. See what the rental cost is. It went up recently, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Like I, Candyman cost me like four and a half bucks. Yep. Like, what? Yeah, I was a little like that. I was really annoyed because like I thought it was on Peacock. It's not on Peacock. I was like, all right, fine, let's check out the rentals. Yeah, I was like, it just went off. What yeah. is going on? That's too much for a rental. Especially for such yeah, an old movie. Three, it's two ninety nine or three ninety nine, four twenty nine or whatever it was. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good movie, but come on, that's a that's a bit much. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that's uh, that's All our right. movie. I'm excited. Got anything? Nope, that's it. All right, that is it for us. Please share your support for the podcast by leaving a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Apple Music Show. Also, sharing is caring. Be sure to follow us on social media to get the latest show updates. Contact us by emailing at blog champ at gmail.com or find us by searching for the hashtag champ. Thank you for, this, uh, for listening to this episode of the Bro Championship Podcast. Peace out, everyone. Come with me. Be immortal. <laughs> <laughs>